0: Everything out there in the world you can you can find you got books collectibles uh, Pop-up greeting cards. They have all kinds of amazing items and right now you can get 35% off site-wide by using the code DC 35 that's DC 35 EWS 3 5 DC 35 use that code and receive 35% off site-wide at insighteditions.com
1: What's up, everybody? This is DC Comics News Podcast, episode 105. I am Kelly Gaines, and I am here with my three most favorite podcast hosts besides Kendra, who is not with us today, but we do have Brad Filicky.
2: Hey, everybody.
1: We have Seth Singleton.
2: Oh, hello.
1: And we have Steve J. Ray.
3: Hello, good evening, and welcome.
1: Welcome, welcome. So we have a, a pretty exciting batch of news for this week, I think. Um, jumping right into movie news, we got to see a glimpse of the Justice Society of America World War II movie in their trailer that just came out. Um, Brad, what did you think of the trailer?
2: I thought this trailer was really cool. I'm really looking forward, uh, forward to this. And I hope um, there's a lot of Justice... Uh, society characters that uh, can be used that I didn't really see in the trailer, so I think it would be cool if they can kind of set it up for a uh, possible sequel where they can bring in a lot of characters. But I love the World War two setting. A- any time where you're fighting Nazis is 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 good. Always fight Nazis. So I I appreciated that. And um, uh, yeah, I I think the voices sound sound good. So yeah, there's something about this that um kind of grabbed me so I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to this uh seth what do you think
4: it was so
5: pretty just so pretty like picture wesley snipes saying it from white men can't jump and then you know like come back to me but like it was just so <laughs> it was so pretty to watch it was lovely to hear the voices were um, i think pitch perfect uh i love the take on wonder woman just there was like an authority that was really it, I've heard it at times, but I love the way it was expressed in this short trailer. I, I love all the classic characters. I love seeing an man and black canary. Uh, man, that that was really awesome. There, there was just a, as soon as I saw it, there was just something about it. I was like, man, I when do we get to see her on a motorcycle? Because we know that happens and I'm just waiting for that scene to pop up. Overall, it was great. Plus, we got to have two of my, you know, favorite Flash. I mean, at some point, they're all kind of my favorites, but uh, two really fun Flash characters getting to meet. And I'm I'm interested to see, you know, Brad, as you mentioned, will we get the chance to maybe see if this was like an early version and a larger cast sort of joining up at some point? Or who knows what else might be revealed in future trailers when we see the actual movie. But what I've seen so far, really. Quite delicious steve how about you
3: exactly what you all said seeing jay and barry together lovely two of the best female characters in all of comics not just dc all of comics with diana and dinah i mean i i love those two but touching on what brad said the justice society's roster is huge i hope it's not just limited to those five uh, and barry um, I mean, regardless, just society having them back in any way, shape, or form just makes me happy. So brilliant, 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 brilliant. And um, the only thing I'm concerned about is, damn it, Barry, could you just for once not travel back in time and change history? Just, just saying, just putting that out there. <laughs> what about you, Ken? Not possible. No.
1: <laughs> I, I honestly, I echo you guys in a lot of um, what you said, especially Seth. you're dead on with Wonder Woman's voice it sounds amazing and authoritative and a little bit it's different from Gal Gadot but somehow reminiscent and I like that it's uh it's it's a good vibe for her um and Black Canary looks awesome but I I do also hope that we get to see more characters um but I you know it depends I guess it depends on the story and if these five characters can kind of carry the story and make it uh, you know make up for the massive rest of the cast then okay I'll, I'll accept that um, but it looks like we're going to get to see this in April um, and I believe that's on HBO Max and other streaming services and then if you want to see it on Blu-ray that's going to be in May so uh, I mean I, I don't know about the Blu-ray release personally do you guys I, I mean, do you think you'll dive in for the Blu-ray or wait for streaming?
3: We don't have HBO Max, so I probably won't have a choice <laughs> unless <laughs> right. they decide to launch it here in the UK. <laughs> but I'm not going to hold my breath.
2: Fair enough. <laughs> uh, for me, the thing that kind of makes me curious about the, um, uh, the Blu-ray is the, uh, Kamandi short. That's going to be included as part of the bonus yes. features. That's kind of uh, cool because, uh, it, you know, on HBO Max, they they have the Death in the Family animated <clears throat> uh, movie streaming. But it's just a movie. It's no choices. So it, it comes out to about a half hour long. So to add to that, they put a lot of those other shorts. I, I think the, the Sergeant Rock is on there, the Death um john constantine shorts and they were all really good so i don't see why this uh wouldn't be as good and i really like those highlighting the kind of lesser known characters so that that's one thing that would make me kind of lean towards getting this blu-ray
5: seth that's a good question i don't have a lot of physical media i I normally do i mean especially when it comes to video um but it's a temptation when I keep in mind the fact that, yeah, Death and the Family uh, featured the, uh, the shorts as well as this one. And I like the idea of Kamandi, like, making a, a gradual resurgence. I, I was a big fan of that 12-issue series they did, which was a lot of fun, where they would uh, basically put him in a situation of peril at the end of each issue and then pass it off to a new creative team. Um, if you get a chance to check it out, it's a really fun concept. And it sort of started for me to reintroduce me to the character. I I maybe discovered him at like Crisis, um, I think was sort of my first introduction to him. So I'm excited to see that he's showing up in the media and I can definitely see why that would be a good reason behind it. Will that be the reason for me to actually pull the trigger? Check back. I might have an update. So, Steve, it sounds like for you, there's no really choice in the matter, right?
3: well it's not just that i'm really glad brad brought up the special features because it did say there's a sneak peek at the forthcoming batman long halloween animated feature which has me just drooling so i mean I, i might literally pick it up not just for the movie but but for that because long halloween is in my top possibly top five ultimate favorite batman stories ever so um Particularly if they go down the route of making it look and feel more like the actual comic book like they did with Year One, which was almost exactly like the comic and not what they did with the horrible barbaric Barrick um, destruction of Batman Hush. So let's see. But um, yeah, the special features are always a big draw for me with Blu-rays and physical media, which is something that digital doesn't usually handle. So, yeah, might be one I have to grab.
1: Yeah, I, you, you guys kind of convinced me I might have to go get a Blu-ray player which is, I, well...
3: You must have a games yeah. console, PlayStation oh. and uh, Xbox Play Blu-rays. Yep.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. My, yeah. Uh, my boyfriend is one of those. So, something. There, there's something in the room here that I'm staring at, so I assume...
3: You're welcome. <laughs> I've saved you money.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so we also have gotten um, some... I Personally, I'm excited. Uh, the synopsis for the Suicide Squad movie that's coming out um, and it looks like we are going to be seeing this now. Are we seeing this, or I, I think we are in August, uh, August 6 of 2021. Um, so, Brad, what would you think? Are you
2: excited? You're like, yeah, sense. I'm excited. I dig this. Um, <clears throat> the idea of jungle combat and bringing Corto Maltese into it all. Uh, and I'm still, <laughs> I might be the only one, but my fingers are still crossed that somehow Staro is the is the villain because that picture back back, you know, we talked about that months ago, that looked like Starro. So, man, I'm hoping my fingers are crossed. So so we'll see. But, yeah, this looks like this is going to be so much fun. I can't wait for this. It's going to be one of those set my alarm for 3 a.m. when it goes live on HBO Max so I can watch it right away. Kind of deals. (laughs) Uh, Seth What do you think? (laughs)
5: i love that man (laughs) like trust me there you know you're you're speaking to the 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 part of me that understands the mania Uh, i distinctly remember when uh, i think it was stranger things like season two had come out it was season two or season three and it like dropped at midnight my wife and i stayed up watched like the first three or four episodes and then passed out like completely exhausted ruined us for like two more days we didn't care because we were you know what i mean so yeah i can definitely see that mania and I'm the guy who every World Cup, it's just sad. But I'll be up at like 2 a.m. Like, so first game's (laughs) on. Let's get to this. And, you know, and there I am back again at like 4 p.m. Like, (sighs) this is where we separate the men from the boys, guys. This is, you know, this is where you sort of like really, you know, find out who's a true fan. And so I understand that chaos. And yeah, man,
2: that uh, (laughs) As, as an example, man, I don't think that I watched an episode of the mandalorian after the sun rose it was all pitch black in the middle of the night (laughs) you know so yeah that's definitely going to be me with the suicide this is the way yeah
5: oh oh yeah oh and you know it's all about setting like a an atmosphere like there's also one on apple tv not to go off but there's one called servant which is just if you like your creepy yeah it's good
2: yeah. Right. Yeah, like, and yeah, I have I like to it. watch
5: that at like 11 o'clock after my wife's gone to bed and I know she hates scary stuff. And I'm just like, put on the headphones, crank it mm. up, dude. <laughs> feel, feel the fear factor, like feel it in your spine, baby. You're going to freak out. Um, in fact, there's a guy I follow. I, I worked with him on a project he did. I'm going way off. I'm so sorry, but it cracks me up. And he was like, yeah. So my wife messaged me that she was lonely at home. And I told her, since it was late at night, to put on a scary movie. And after about 20 minutes, she won't feel like she's alone anymore. <laughs> she said, Am i the best husband ever or what. And I thought that was actually kind of awesome. Anyways, uh, back to the whole Suicide Squad. The one thing I love about this story the most is that it's a search and destroy mission. And on top of the fact that first you have to collect the team. And then get them there, which usually probably to me means people are going to die in the process of getting them and in the process of transporting them. So there's a lot of fun to be had in that process, like getting to the fight, sometimes the hardest thing. And then actually when they get there, Brad, love the idea of Starro, keep it alive, baby. Don't let people <laughs> one of the first, if not the first, in my opinion. And, you know, when we're talking about you, you know, our opinion matters first. It's just the way it works. So uh, keeping that in mind, also the fact that I love with the search and destroy mission, there's always that element you can throw into the story where it's something that they don't want to destroy and they have to because otherwise you get your head blown off. But, you know, it's one of those things where it's like this could change everything for everybody. This could be the thing that like, you know, golden child slash perfect, you know, energy slash, you know, reset the economic balance to a flat forever. You know what I mean? It could be one of those things where you're like. Oh, you're going to make him destroy that? Like, Waller, total total jerk move. Like, come on, man. <laughs> we could use that, and you know that it's going to make things work. So I just sort of love that concept to play with, the, the Star thing and the idea of getting the group and trying to get them to the battle and all the hilarity. Oh, and Rick Flag, like. <laughs> The babysitter, (laughs) like the poor guy who's like, I gotta keep you idiots in line. Uh it's fun to be had on top of everything, and plus there's more to talk about. So Steve, how about you?
3: I, I was excited about this movie as soon as I heard James Gunn was helming it. Then I saw the cast, then I saw the characters. Now reading the synopsis, everything just makes me more and more happy and more and more looking forward to seeing this film. And it just when I thought I couldn't get more excited. I saw John Cena in full costume, which we'll talk about later because that's just pure yes. magic. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'll, I'll leave that story till we get to it. What about you, Kelly?
1: I love this synopsis. I was having fun even reading it. So if I'm having fun reading the synopsis, then I feel like I'm going to have fun watching the movie. And I, I mean, Brad, I'm right there with you. I'll be up in the middle of the night streaming this. And then probably if, and at this point, I'm just going to say when I like it, going to see it in theaters the next day, maybe, if the world hasn't ended by then. But you never know. Uh, so, but, I, I mean, this this sounds like a, a really fun Suicide Squad movie. And I am fully rooting for it to be Starro. I would love that so much. And I... I mean they, there has to be a prize for you, Brad, if there is one well, because I yeah. noticed that <laughs> I'm glad I'm not you. the only one
2: who 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 wants Dara, at least
1: <laughs> it w- it would be so fun. I would be down for that, but yeah hmm. i I think this is like the best movie, maybe synopsis. <laughs>
5: And how crazy is it to have a bunch of crazy people under the control of a mind control? Like, come on, man. Plus, with the stars over their faces. Like, I always love those Justice League covers when everyone's got the star on. They're all like, dude, nothing we can do. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we got squid face. It's happening. (laughs) And that's like
1: perfect kind of tit for tat with the Suicide Squad has bombs in their head. Those guys have stars on their faces. I mean, everybody is... Exactly. Everybody's in a Everybody's in a pickle. I like it. I'm, <laughs> if they I'm manage to and and anybody kill can...
3: Starro and just have Jaro appear at the end, then I'll <laughs> die happy.
1: In a
5: Robin costume. It has to be in a Robin costume, <laughs> damn it.
3: Oh, yeah.
5: It
3: be, <laughs> and he's got to call Batman class.
5: dad. <laughs>
3: uh, yep. I want it. Need it. Must have it in oh, my yeah,
5: life. With the super, like, you know, the super short ones, like... They're not yeah, quite the, underwear. The, the, the bikini like, briefs, essentially. Yeah, thank you. I, yeah, thank you for putting it in terms that fashion. Brad, I'm kind of disappointed you didn't step up there, dude. Come on. <laughs> fashion. You should have been, like, in sync with Kelly. Both of you, like, oh, yeah. Bikini <laughs> briefs. Come on.
1: <laughs> this is going to be a fun movie. There's no way it's not. Because if it's this yeah. fun to talk about it
5: <laughs> yep. has to be good dude we're <laughs> well, all gonna get arrested i do hear sirens like it's so much trouble how much fun we're having it's bad
1: it's <laughs> well, actually and speaking of trouble although i guess technically it's not trouble um Zack snyder's justice league is confirmed to have an r rating and this is going to be for what i, I believe is quoted as a couple of f-bombs and some violence Um, And we also got a first look at the Snyder Cuts Jared Leto Joker return. Um, Brad, what would you think? Uh, As
2: far as the R rating, um, (laughs) this may sound, uh, I don't know, but I'm glad it's for violence as well as language. Because if you're just giving it an R rating for a couple F-bombs, that seems like a wasted Mm -hmm. opportunity. You might as well just go the full route if you're going to go. you know i i i certainly as a fan don't have a problem with an r rating i don't know how you know parents who don't normally read comics and are you know how they're going to react um you know so so we'll see but i I personally, I'm all for it. I like uh, I like a gritty story, so I'm okay with the R rating and the Joker looks interesting. It definitely looks. I mean, you know, granted, you only see it kind of, you know, blurred out a bit. Um, But there was something about the whole thing that is very Dark Knight ish about the whole thing. The card looked like the card from the Dark Knight and the. The look of the Joker we got looks more like Heath Ledger's version than Jared Leto's original version. So this really did pick my curiosity exactly what this Joker is going to look like. Uh, Seth, what do you think?
5: Brad, you stole all my answers. I mean, it's the hive mind, so I get this. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, uh, when you come down to it, you know, if you're going to give me an R-reading, it better than, not R-rating reading. Our rating, it better not be for just a couple of f bombs, because otherwise, I'm, I'm really, well, to quote, to quote, you know that phrase I love hearing from people when they say it. Uh, this country, I swear to God, going to hell in a hand. You know what I mean? It's just, you gotta, you're kidding me, right? For really for that, that, that's the R. Give it to me for the violence. Show it because there's going to be, you know. Just some punishment dealt out on some probably CGI creatures, maybe some normal people. I don't know. But do it for the right reasons, essentially, is my take on an R rating. And as far as the the picture and the concept of Joker, it was interesting because I felt like there was almost an amalgamation of Joaquin Phoenix slash Ledger. I don't know what that will look like if I'm right or if, Brad, you just totally nailed it and I'm just, you know shooting from the hip a bit too much but I was intrigued and found myself wondering what the end result what will it look like Steve what was your take buddy
3: as far as the rating goes um why are Birds of Prey and Joker such great movies because they are that's why um so I'm very (laughs) happy about that um I'm looking forward to it because (laughs) hey Suicide Squad violence well duh uh, has to happen so looking forward to that now the joker pictures really got me excited a because i'm probably the one fan on planet earth that didn't hate jared leto as the joker oh, and yeah, b I agree. oh thank you yeah, <laughs> yeah. one I, of the I, two I fans on planet earth yeah right <laughs> <laughs> well, who didn't hate jared leto as joker but mainly like you said, the card—the card is an exact reproduction of Jerry Robinson's uh, Jack and Apes card when he introduced the character of Joker in Batman number one in 1940. So seeing that level of detail just makes me smile like the Joker. So both bits of news from this film—very, very, very, very excited. But hey, you know I'm a Snyder head. Um, I'm not an apologist. I'm a literal fan. So. Even if this film is rubbish, at least it's the rubbish he wanted to put out there. So that's all I have to say about that. So, ah, I'm a pirate. Kelly, what about you? <laughs> uh,
1: I, I, I hated Jared Leto's Joker, but it was mostly the costume for me, I think. I, I don't even... I don't recall so much how he acted. I think I was just kind of blinded by the fact that I didn't like the costume. And this looks like a different costume. So I'm going to hold out hope for this because Jared Leto, as an actor, is a good actor. Uh, You know, it's, I, so maybe, maybe this new look, maybe, you know, he's had a lot of time to really think about the character and get, you know, even deeper into it. So I'm, I'm gonna hold out for this one, which is probably the most optimism you're gonna get from me from me on that. But I, I mean, I'll, I'll wait. I'll see how it goes. But I do think it did need um, an R rating, and especially if this is, you know, the Snyder cut. It's supposed to be his version of of this movie. So if he needs, if he needs an R rating, if he needs f bombs, if he whatever he needs, just as long as this is his movie. I'm cool with it. And and please just I really hope the Joker doesn't have grills. I don't that just I I don't know. I didn't like it. I wasn't a fan. Um but all that aside, we also have some fun news about Aquaman 2 and supposedly it is
2: going to begin filming this summer. Uh so Brad, what do you think? Uh this is exciting. Uh now correct me if I'm wrong, the the release date for this is supposed to be December of 2022, I believe. So that gives them a whole lot of time to really work and fine tune and perfect it. So I love the fact that, that the production's moving along and it's another sign that the wheels again, ever so slowly are turning in as we kind of move through the COVID thing. So that, that is, is great news as well. So yeah, you know, and I have a feeling that, you know, how we have news stories or had news stories almost every week about the Batman, and now it's the Snyder Cut. The news that we'll be talking about with this movie will be picking up over the, you know, over the months ahead. Uh, Seth, what do you think?
5: I think it's exciting just to, you know, have that elation for projects starting up again. There's that that feeling of stop and go that we've you know experienced most recently probably with the batman i feel was the one that that you sort of felt like it was picking up and then it stopped and picked up and stopped and maybe there's other examples that are better or can be added to that and i, I trust the hive mind to provide them as such because clearly i would have if i had them at, <laughs> at my disposal i uh, i'm intrigued by the casting i'm I'm honestly surprised about uh Amber Heard still being on. I felt like there were some of the stories mm-hmm. we'd had back in twenty twenty that I I anticipated a stronger response from studio community. And I don't know if it's simply that there hasn't been a decision, if it was like kind of like viewed as a mutual combat scenario where clearly two people were doing wrong, but For whatever reason, there's a limit to who to blame the most or what. That sort of surprises me. But but then I also think about the fact that I love in this story, we we might have Dolph back with us. Uh, He's excited to, you know, sort of tease. And then the idea of potentially seeing some new characters. We've seen some things that could suggest uh, a little bit more rapid development. The desire to see what else is possible to include. And could that mean... uh, maybe a young aqualad maybe more to the story I, i've loved what aquaman has been doing in comics recently if there's any part of that we could include or if maybe we're looking further back in the history for it i i, I think brad you probably nailed it best this is a nice beginning but we're clearly going to be hearing more about this story in uh days weeks months and however else you choose to measure time steve how about you
3: I'm just happy we're getting a second Aquaman movie because oh, I've been championing this character for years, decades, the longest time because so many people thought how lame he was, worst coming up with character ever. Aquaman is awesome and the movie helped prove that. And if the sequel does so even more, brilliant. The fact of including Black Manta, fantastic because with every appearance he made in the first film, he became more and more deadly, more and more of a threat and more and more awesome. So that growth can only continue in the second film. Um, as for the new characters, new casting, very, very, very exciting indeed. So really, really happy about that. And the one thing I'm really, really looking forward to, particularly with, with Dolph Lundgren's involvement, is him turning to Aquaman um, and, and looking him in the eye because he does not like the fact that this dude, who's half surface dweller is dating his daughter, turning around to Aquaman, looking him in the eye and saying, I will break you, um, but I don't think that's going to happen. So I'm just going to stop dreaming. Kelly, w- what are you looking forward to in Aquaman two?
1: I, I mean, I, I feel like it's no secret that I'm partial to Jason Momoa, so that would be the biggest plus for me. But you I and every
3: I'm... <laughs> other woman on earth.
1: <laughs> it's how can you not? We, I, I had there are two big pictures of him in my home. Dressed as the Mona Lisa, so the Momoa Lisa, but it, it's just such a reassuring <laughs> album. <What? laughs> I've never shown you guys that. I will. What? I I got it at a, one of the comic cons in Philadelphia a couple of years ago. Is it, it painted hit, by
3: Leonardo Bro the Vinci. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's,
1: you know, I, I met the artist. He was very he was you know a very nice guy, and he was like, yeah, I painted this, and Jason Momoa actually has a copy. And I was like, that's amazing. And and apparently it that's is Momoa cool. approved. So, but cool. I mean, all that aside from the the fact that I'm looking forward to seeing him again. Um, I I enjoyed Aquaman. It was fun. Um, you know, we we seem to have some enthusiastic characters. I will say that I was, it, you know, the the Amber Heard thing is, I wouldn't say that I like her all that much. I mean, it's. Eh, I, the the situation is bad. I feel like some of the stuff that came out maybe she shouldn't. Like people have gotten fired for less, so maybe maybe they should have skipped over her. Because I kind of feel like you could put a lot of actresses in that costume, and it's you know I don't know. She didn't dazzle me as Mera in the first place, so it wouldn't have ruined the movie. You know, yeah, it's it's you know she could have. But all of that aside, I am still just super excited to see more Momoa. And, you know, maybe it will inspire some other Renaissance art that kind of looks like him. (laughs) But so now we can move right into um, TV and streaming news, which we have some other, I would say, pretty exciting things on the horizon. Um, Specifically, the CW has renewed a plethora of shows, but Batwoman and Flash are among them. Um, Brad, what
2: do you think? Yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. Uh, I I am in the middle of binging uh, Batwoman now, so I should be all caught up in the next uh, week or so, including the new season. So the fact that and, I, and I'm really enjoying it. So the fact that we know we're going to be getting a third season, I'm, I'm all for it. And The Flash, you just can't stop The Flash. I mean, there's something about um, the show that people just really respond to. And um, it's. It, I, I think it's going to be one of those shows like Arrow that kind of can go out on its own. You know, it won't get canceled. They can end it when they want to and how they want to. And I think that's going to be, um, you know, a, a good thing overall for the CW shows. Not that I see the Flash ending anytime soon, but uh, you know, it's, it's just good to see that that level of success. And Legends of Tomorrow is also getting renewed. And that's such a yeah. fun, escapist-driven entertainment that it's it's hard not to love it. So, uh, you know, I'm just glad that all these are going to be around for for a while. Uh, Seth, what do you think?
5: I mean, for starters, uh, <laughs> who's going to stop The Flash? Really? Come on, man. I'll never forget when second episode came out and Stephen Amell just went nuts like, hey, guys, you need to pay attention to these numbers the Flash just put up for season two. I immediately let Barry know. You're guaranteed like this is your job for the next 10 to 15 seasons, however you want to play. Um, And, and that was such a huge endorsement from someone who'd already been in it for a few seasons. And, and I thought that was big. Plus, it was kind of an interesting story, you know, in that it was something that had sort of been overlooked, given other announcements that had been made from D.C. around that same time. But that that just sort of stuck in my head. So hearing this announcement just reminds me like, you know, Amel saw this coming way back when and the show has done everything that's asked of it. Plus, when you think about all the flash stories there are like, come on, pick your volume, Jeff Johns, sure, you've got Mark Wade, and then you can go as far back as you want and everywhere in between, uh, you know, there's a lot of material available. And Yeah, I'm okay with seeing the flash on for, you know, up to 20 seasons or so and then maybe hand off the the torch or whatever. But (laughs) in addition, Legends of Tomorrow, that's just more Bebo, more violent, uh, dangerous unicorns, more puppets because you always need more puppets. And as Brad pointed out, more pushing the boundary. Um, I I love that show. I will continue to love that show. It can be on for 20 to 25 seasons because One of the great things about it, you can always have fun with mixing up the cast and it's going to be a great show. Steve, how about you, buddy?
3: Everything you just said, absolutely spot on, hit it on the head particularly with legends of tomorrow because that show can do anything with time travel with an unlimited roster of characters they can pull from the pages of dc comics um that show could run and run and run and speaking of running flash hey that's what he's famous for Uh, i am missing seeing arrow in those lists but um i know for a fact This is not the last we're going to see of Stephen Amell. He's going to pop up. So are the girls. So are the other green arrows and canaries that are littered around the Arrowverse. So we need to see them too. So great news. Um, I'm just looking forward to finding out when all the new seasons that are currently airing over there will hit these shorts. We don't have any air dates for the new seasons of Supergirl or Legends of Tomorrow or Flash in the UK as yet, but I look forward to those as particularly again, because I'm hearing great things about Javicia Leslie as Batwoman, and I'm really looking forward to seeing her and how the threads that were left dangling at the end of of season one are gonna be tied up. So yeah, very excited, looking forward to all of that yumminess. What
0: about you, Kenny?
1: Yeah, I'm very excited and actually, Brad, much like you, I've been catching up on Batwoman, so I hopefully, by the time we get there, will be fully caught up, um, and, yeah, it's just, it's good to see, you know, these shows continue their life, especially The Flash. I'm so far behind on The Flash that, I I mean, I, I can't promise when I'll catch up to that, but someday I will, and I'm gonna look back and be like, wow, what a great 20 seasons, and I'm excited for that day, too, um, But yeah, this is good news. And it does seem like we're starting to get the ball rolling a little bit more with, you know, as far as shows going back into production and things starting up, Um, you know, because for months and months, we were covering everything's on hold. So to see some green lights, to see some things starting and moving forward is just a fantastic feeling. And other good news, the Peacemaker TV show has added two more cast members. We have Elizabeth Faith. Ludlow uh, playing Kia, I believe, and Rizwan Manji playing Jamil. And oh, actually, one more cast member. We have three. Uh, Newt Lee is going to be starring as Judo Master. So, Brad, what do you think? This is
2: interesting to me because if you look at the like the where these actors have worked, uh, Walking Dead, uh, you know, and uh, some I think with some HBO shows. Uh, oh no, another life on Netflix. Sorry. Which you know, those those are more drama. But then we get um, uh, Newt Lee who has a comedy background. So I'm really curious how how the tone of the show is going to be. Is it going to be more comedy? And I, which I'm assuming it is because if it's James Gunn, there's always a little bit of humor. So I, I, I'm very interested to see exactly what the tone of the show is going to be because. I'm all for it being a comedy, actually, because John Cena can pull off comedies. If you've ever seen Blockers, he was pretty funny in that. So I think that no matter what, he, he can pull it off. But I, I, I'm just very curious to see what the tone is going to be. Uh, Seth, what do you think? I'm
5: going two out of three comedy. That's that's my take, just because you filled me in with that bit. And Manji, who I recognize from Schitt's Creek, which is one of those shows that's just fun to say out loud because it feels like it should be wrong, and yet it's not. And that's sort of a lovely feeling. And yeah, it's such a good show. <laughs> so well done. My wife was really enjoying it, was like, hey, you got to watch this with me. And it's a quick, like, what, 20 minutes average, maybe 25 on average for a lot of them. Um, it's well written. It's smart. And his character is uh, just one of those gems you know it's it's sort of just enjoyable knowing every scene you go into with these guys you're you're always going to experience something fun so i love the possibility of that i feel like with judo master there's going to be um you know a, a humorous take not only with the uh, the character who the costume alone feels like it lends to a certain degree of comedy um and then also the fact that um I feel like that's the direction you can kind of take with uh, John Senna's approach because uh, and that's another name. I never know if I'm saying right. Uh, We're going to have a little bit of more information. And in that we get, I feel, a greater sense of uh, how he's coming off. Steve, what was your take on these announcements?
3: Oh yeah, really happy. John Cena, just like Brad said, he's hilarious. Um, he, he does comedy uh, in the ring, he does comedy on the mic, and he can do comedy brilliantly on screen. The two Daddies home movies, again, really, really funny. The second one's hilarious. Um, So I, I'm looking forward to it. And um, if you've seen <laughs> I've already mentioned it earlier, we're getting ahead of, ourselves, ahead of ourselves again, his appearance on Jimmy Fallon, which we'll talk about later, you know this guy's funny. But with a character like Peacemaker, he can also border on extremely dark and i'm so glad that it's not just him they're using from the charlton roster because judo Master's an old charlton comics character too Mm -hmm. so if they're going to bring charlton comics characters darkness humor action and everything else and the way he's talking it's going to drop the show's going to drop literally within a very short time period of the new suicide squad movie hitting screens then brilliant it's gonna have continuity it's gonna have momentum it's gonna be brilliant so yeah really looking forward to it what can about we, you Kelly?
2: can we uh yeah. all agree that dc buying those charlton characters was one of the best decisions they ever made i mean it gave Absolutely.
3: us it gave us the yes.
2: Watchmen. it gave us all the <laughs> blue beetle it gave us yeah. the question Amen. i mean my god but anyway mm-hmm. so.
5: <laughs> well and no. also just yep. to add to that buddy um keep in mind the fact that i feel like uh Thank you, Steve, for cor- correcting my pronunciation. John Cena, his take on Peacemaker with this comedy is a perfect uh, element to introduce the question. I can totally oh, see baby. that popping up. It's yes. so smart. And also Blue Beetle has that, you know, blah, ha, ha capability. So we could either get a serious tag chord, or we could get a really fun, laughable boosters right next to me. We're going to, you know, man, I almost went too far. <laughs> Kelly, we still haven't even heard from you, yo. <laughs>
1: No worries. No worries. Um, Yeah, I I am very excited to see John Cena in that role. Um, And I'm not too familiar with some of the other new actors that they've hired. But again, like you guys were saying, they're bringing in, at least we can confirm, one character that will be really fun to watch. Um, So I, I am more than ready for this show. And I think it's, it's, Steve, you've been chomping at the bit for this, and this might be my favorite story of today, too, um, but John Cena recently mm-hmm. did an appearance in on Jimmy Fallon in his full Peacemaker costume. Guys, what did you think? Did you love it?
2: Let's just say that right before we started recording, I made it my video of the day on Facebook so <laughs> yeah yeah i, I dug this <laughs> you know it i there is just something so likeable about wrestlers when they really go full born to actor mode uh it mm-hmm. happened with the rock batista cena um, even back in the day you know um, with uh, even hulk hogan you know it's just and uh, he there's just something so likable about cena it's just he was he's just fun to watch and uh i i i get the vibe from him that as seriously as he takes himself he has so much fun while he's doing it and you know it's it's it that kind of energy is kind of um you you can't fight it seth what do you think
5: oh baby why fight it why fight it at all I mean, <laughs> and his his enthusiasm, like I completely agree with the fact that when you see these wrestlers like go all in, it's it's wonderful because you have to imagine at some point in wrestling, there has to be a point where you have to get so over the top that you're like, I cannot take myself seriously. I have to remove all inhibitions. I, ha- I must become the angry, vengeful or hurt, distraught or whatever the storyline is for that and to learn how to sort of be comfortable going as far as you need to go. And then thinking about that in comedic terms, the way he appeared on Fallon, I I love that later it turns into this whole thing about, hey, I had you on my commercial. Why didn't you have me on yours for the Super Bowl? Uh, (laughs) You know, and then they flipped the cards anyways and make it really fun. And I also love that his description of the character is sort of like this fun, like almost like a, the tick slash American dad slash, like, you know, all bravado, but also just kind of an overall jerk. Like, he's fun to laugh, but you'd probably hate to be next to him whenever he's doing whatever he's doing to act up. And that's just going to make him that much more fun because certain characters, man, they're fun to watch, but there's no way you want to hang out with them for, well, longer than you feel comfortable. And then you want to be like, okay, I can, you know, wall of separation right
3: visible wall uh steve how about you buddy absolutely i i won't i'm not ashamed to admit i'm a huge wrestling mark i do think it's one of the greatest forms of live entertainment there is um and this guy you could see it from his um skit on 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 jimmy fallon he was born to lift Literally, just riff and and talk on the mic I mean, the banter he had with Fallon, Fallon, the look on Fallon's face when he turns up, he turns the screen and there's John Cena in full peacemaker mode. A grown-ass man, flashing his guns in full-on superhero costume, not giving one single solitary you-know-what. It was just brilliant. And then we takes pot in the quiz later. And Jimmy Fallon is a comedian. He's got a quick whip, but Cena left him standing with his answers. He was just, like, wiping the floor with Fallon, and it was a be- beautiful thing to see. So if he can pull that off and bring all that personality and charisma and talent to his role as the Peacemaker, I'm going to love the Suicide Squad. I'm going to love the Peacemaker show. And, hey, John, you're not invisible. We can definitely see you, brother, brother. Um, Kelly, what did you think of it all?
1: Oh, my God. That is just i love him he's fantastic i mean i've never watched um i i've yet to watch one of these interviews for you know talk shows since they're doing it remotely where someone's gone on screen and i've been like that's what i want to wear in my next zoom call that is exactly <laughs> the costume i need on. And, i mean it's because he, he seems to have stunned fallon which is just amazing i i the dedication to it and the fun that he has of it um you know like you guys said earlier the these wrestlers who get into acting they tend to be really enthusiastic uh, like the rock and something about that enthusiasm i think just makes the whole role so much more fun for everyone watching um god i, I love that costume i am so unbelievably confident because clearly this is a man dedicated to his character like this is <laughs> that is some serious dedication um yeah, I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm happy. I'm hopeful and happy. And that is something I have not been able to say truly wholeheartedly in a very long time. And also, should I tell you guys next week that I have been fired, you will know what my offense was, Um, it, that the Zoom outfit did not go over well.
3: Right. <laughs> I want like a screenshot.
1: I want a screenshot. I want
5: you in the screenshot wearing the costume, and I want to see the shocked and amazed, if not horrified, look different. Oh, man. Sorry, but you can't go out like that and not have that.
3: You, you need to be wearing the costume standing next to the, the Momoa Lisa. Hands down, has to be done.
1: <laughs> you know, I've been considering since we talked about that, that maybe during DC at After Dark, that should be one of the pictures behind my head. I might throw him in there. We'll see.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah, brother.
1: (laughs) Like,
5: okay. Have have you guys ever heard about the story about the Gimp and the Giants pitcher? Uh, No. Television show. Yeah, there was a Giants pitcher. Kind of a big deal for a minute. He was a relief pitcher. His name was uh, Brian Wilson, right? And he's doing one of those sports show talk shows. And suddenly through the back corner, you see a guy wearing the Gimp costume from uh, Pulp Fiction. Walk in, <laughs> go to the fridge, take out a beer, unzip his mouth, drink from the beer. And the whole time the host is like, dude, behind you, dude. And he's like, what?
3: Awesome he photo my neighbor.
5: <laughs> oh, my God. Like, yeah. And he's welcome to come in my house and get a beer and not be judged. Like it was so genius. That's so, so yes, Kelly, You've got to put up the Momoa Lisa. You, you have to make sure actually to maybe think about putting Momoa Lisa as a sign like underneath it so people know what to call it because you're going to get a fan <laughs> response that's ridiculous brilliant steve wow. just keep talking dude because clearly you're inspiring kelly to greatness i
3: i it's just want true. to it it's true if you Look. smell what the games is cooking <laughs> i, I <laughs> promise i can cook guys we'll we'll, we'll get not into that, if, that not, not if dc off the dogs anything to go by but we digress
1: Yes, that's true. There'll be more. There will be more. Watch the episode just for
5: yourself. In fact, we'll oh, put a vote. Watch the episode. You tell us what's going on. But we don't count unless you tell us what's really going on. So seriously, watch the episode.
1: Wow. There, there we go. And and to be fair, I had not made cookies since I was maybe five. So anyway, all right. We're moving on. Sweetly. HBO Max is releasing a podcast um, and specifically a Batman podcast starring, I believe, Jeffrey Wright, who is going to be Jim Gordon in the upcoming Batman movie. And I saw some other names I'm pretty excited about. But guys, what do you think,
2: Brad? This cast is uh, I mean, it's incredible. It's like a who's who of comedy right now in a way. Uh, Chris Parnell, Melissa Villasenor, Seth Meyers, uh, Data himself, uh, Brad Spiner, John Leguizamo, um, Bobby Moynihan, Keenan Thompson, Rosario Dawson, Eric Barnholtz, I mean, Jason Sudeikis, and good old Alan Tudyk, if I'm, if yes. I'm pronouncing his name right, uh, Heidi Gardner, Brooke she- I mean, it, Paul Scheer, it's just the list goes on, Fred Armisen. Uh, so, I mean, the cast alone is incredible. They're not they're not uh, pulling any punches with this. I can't. I can't wait just for the cast alone. I'm, I'm, I'm super psyched for this, and I'm glad also. This it, the story mentions that it's separate from their Spotify deal. So, I from a personal point, I like to listen to podcasts through Apple Podcasts. So I'm glad that I'll probably have a chance to do that with this podcast. So yeah, I, I'm I'm super excited for this. Uh, Seth, what do you think?
5: Uh, I'm so glad when you say the names that I'm going to mispronounce, so I don't have to say them, and then I'm I'm so much better off for it, and whatever else is <laughs> going to follow as an utterance from uh, these lips in this tongue. Uh, what a what a good, amazing cast, <laughs> Kelly. Thank you for chuckling in agreement with me uh, when others recognize how much I butcher names. It's helpful. Uh, <laughs> Brent Spiner, who I love. I, come on, Data. Like seriously, John Leguizamo can basically do no wrong especially when he's in character I, I love every time i'm like who was that hey remember when he was the creepy little guy from spawn oh my god okay well and then i just sort of like chuckle because then you want to watch all of his stand-up um but brilliant casting uh mr alan t whose last name i shall not butcher because someone else said it better and someone after me will say it just as well uh, that guy I mean, I, I love the work that he's getting. I, I've, you know, I mean, come on. How many times have we raved about him recently uh, over on Mad Love? Um, I, I love his new uh, live action series that he's got going on. The fact that oh, he's doing more Brilliant, one isn't it? Right? Oh, it's so fun. <laughs> the yeah, I just. Guy... Huh?
2: <laughs> you know, I was going to say, I just, I just started watching that um, last night, the Resident Alien, and it was it's so good. Yeah. Yeah.
5: I mean, basically from, you know, that to uh, his his Doom Patrol role that we will always just sort of be gracious that, that he did and, and made so memorable. It, it's an amazing cast. And I think the big thing that really sticks for me is thinking about how Jeffrey Wright is the straight man. Like he is just like if you're thinking comedy, you're thinking him as the straight man and somebody else. And yet, I get this feeling either that's going to be played to the hilt with him as Batman, or at some point we might get to see just this slightly sarcastic comedic. I I, I love the potential behind it. There there's a lot of fun to be considered here. So, uh, without more rambling, because you know it only gets fun for a little while. Steve, how about- may? Oh, Brad,
2: what? <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say maybe after we work through all the episodes ooh, of Harley ooh, ooh. and all the episodes of. Uh Doom Patrol. We can have a podcast podcast dirty. about this Batman podcast.
5: Dirty, so, dirty. So, I
2: <laughs> like
5: it. Dirty, dirty. What's That'd going awesome. on? Like, you know, I I could say some really no, but <laughs> Bradley, Brad, Brad. Steve, how about you,
3: buddy? I'm so excited. The Spotify thing's one thing. That's great, but. A comedy take on Batman on a podcast with that cast, like you said, Brad, holy poop. That's the most amazing cast list I have ever seen. And like you said, Seth, I can just see him as a straight man. He, he like, he is on a. The Harley Quinn show, and if that's the way they're carrying on, I mean, as soon as I saw Alan Toody name, I thought, oh, oh, is Joker back in a new way in audio format where they can literally go to town and oh man, so excited, Brad. You know as well as I do. Um, that I'm a huge fan of audio dramas and uh, scripted podcasts and with what's happened with Sandman happening, with the whole Spotify range of DC um, stories happening and with our own little uh, project, which we talked about earlier, possibly happening. um, Wow, 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 wow. Color me excited. I am one happy little fanboy. What about you, Kelly?
1: I have to say the name that stuck out to me through that, I mean, an amazing cast list. But Chris Parnell, I just love so much. He's hilarious in Rick and Morty. He's hilarious in Archer. And he always plays a character that's kind of the butt of everybody's jokes. So I'm I'm very excited to see who he's going to be voicing and whether or not it's a character that is just constantly thrown under the rug. Um, Yeah, th- like this, this is a fantastic idea for a podcast. I'm going to have so much fun listening to this. Because, um, I mean, Batman has, there's always something a little bit funny about the Batman universe, not just the fact that his main villain is the Joker, but as a whole, it, there's, it, he's the straight man, like you were saying, he is the guy who has no sense of humor, who, you know, whether it's it's necessarily reflected in all of the comic books or not, but we kind of take him as like the unhappy orphan child who's always very, very serious, and That's the type of thing that the right actor can make hilarious. So I am completely, completely excited for this. And should it branch off into another podcast for us, all the better. So with that, we are done with TV and streaming news. And before we jump into comics, we are going to take a quick ad break, but we will be right back with comic book news.
0: Everything out there in the world you can you can find you got books collectibles uh, Pop-up greeting cards. They have all kinds of amazing items and right now you can get 35% off site-wide by using the code DC news 35 that's D-C-N-E-W-S-3-5. dcnews 3 5 DC news 35 use that code and receive 35 percent off site-wide at insighteditions.com
4: this is seth singleton from dc comics news here to tell you about the spinner rack each and every week dc comics publishes so many great books it can be hard to decide where to invest your time and money and that's where the spinner rack comes in the spinner rack is my honest attempt To rate, review, score the top 5 books from DC Comics each and every week. How can you listen? It's easy. All you have to do is go to your favorite platform, subscribe to DC Comics News Podcasts, and wait for the new episode to load up. Join me each and every week as I sift through the best from DC Comics and pick my top 5 books. Can't wait to share them with you, and to hear your scores when you share them with us, right here on the DC Comics News Podcast.
5: Join me each week in the Comics in Motion feed in your favorite podcast catcher.
3: First, there was the DC Comics News podcast. Then came the Spitter Rack. And now, the third show brought to you by the guys that brought you all that other stuff I just mentioned. I Am The Night. A story about the stories A show celebrating Batman, the animated series. Week by week, episode by episode. Just when you thought it was safe to put on a pair of headphones. I am the night.
4: Why, hello there. I'm Seth Singleton, and I'm here to tell you about Madpuff, a Harley Quinn cast. Three, two, one...
3: Harley Quinn, Harley f***ing Quinn. What have we learned from this crazy show? Making bat shark repellent relevant since 1966.
1: Oh look, Joker. And we've gone completely off the rails. I hear the bat signal. Shut up and battle nuts. Nods. I definitely do not f*** that In need of an adult-sized nemesis.
2: Humans make good fertilizer.
1: You can't f*** with Lois Lane. For f***'s sake. I'm a damn good cop. A lot of lasers.
3: Hmm. Educational and informative, the DC Comics News Podcast Network presents, Mad Love, the Harley Quinn (laughs) past. Back to you, Seth. So,
4: tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from everyone out there. Or not. That's really up to all of you. F***ers.
1: What's up, everybody? I am Kelly Gaines for DC Comics News.
6: I am Tony Hasty for this show.
1: And we are here to introduce our new show, DCN After Dark. This is the late night talk show for all of the wild ideas, fascinating concepts, and scandalous tales straight from the DC universe.
6: We are not going to hold any punches. We are going to give all of our opinions straight off the dome, and sometimes we'll be writing it down. It is not for the faint of heart. It is not for the sensitive ears. It is not for any children. Your discretion is going to be advised because we are going to be swearing a lot.
1: Yes. Yeah. And possibly, maybe by episode five, getting to our hundredth f- joke. <laughs> Here's <Monday>. hoping.
4: <laughs>
6: We're gonna have guests on this show. We're gonna be guests on other shows, but we're not going to finish this sentence. <laughs> off, the t- off the cuff, let's go. Off the cuff, off the cuff. Anything you off, want, anything you top. want.
1: Scooby Doo would be a better detective than Jim Gordon. There you go. That's that is what this whole show is about.
6: That's what the show is about. We're gonna That's be talking the- about we're gonna be talking about stuff like that. Should we have seen more of the bat? Go.
1: No, no one had to see more of the bat. No,
6: Scooby-Doo.
1: I didn't want to. God damn it. Look, all right. We're that's gonna Scooby Doo, DCN After Dark. Check us out. Watch us without your kids. And if you were a kid, you shouldn't have even seen this promo.
6: Drink recipes, content creation, reviews, unsolicited advice, and very inappropriate jokes.
1: Yes. And a Santa, uh, an un, un- unseasonable Santa hat. Except it's season... Whatever. Check us out.
6: (laughs) Not getting rid of the Santa hat.
0: Available exclusively on YouTube.
1: Alrighty, and we are back. This is DCN's main podcast, episode 105. Um, And we're here with comic book news. So, Future State's Gotham Red Hood um, is officially coming out and going to be hunting down the Bat family. Brad, what did you think?
2: Uh, this is uh, this is a, a cool bit of news because I think that um, so much that was happening in Gotham was a linchpin of all the future state stuff with the magistrate and everything. And I think there's a whole lot more story there to be told. So I'm glad that, that's, that we're going to continue on with that. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, Seth, what do you think?
5: I think this is such a great idea. I've loved the appearance of Red Hood in the Future State Dark Detective, and with that, the the concept of him, you know, hunting mass, having a partner who I don't think I need to spoil for anyone. Just simply uh, read along and, and see who one of his fellow mask hunters is. And and with that, though, is the appearance of a great classic character in that story. This one I will tell you, Vigilante shows up really quickly. And on the, the motorcycle, like, just so much of the stuff that I, I remember, like, picturing and, and seeing in my mind's eye when someone says vigilante. Um, the possibility then of seeing that same skill set, which is going to be put to the test because suddenly the sites are being, you know, uh, redirected in that series. And then how that can potentially turn into this series about hunting the bat family. I mean, it it creates all the conflict that a character like Red Hood was made for, you know, with all the history you have to have him be the one who's hunting the bat family and potentially along the way, some other masks who haven't shown up as often, but would make great examples to hunt down and capture as part of the ongoing storyline and process of finding the bat. I mean, rich stuff, beautiful stuff. It's Joshua Williamson, like the guy killed it on the flash. He's killed in everything i talked about i raved a lot about him last time don't believe me go back and listen steve what was your take
3: same uh if anyone's going to be hunting down anyone it's going to be red hood out of all the Bat family members but and maybe this is just the writer in me i do see it being an agenda a ploy And him possibly turning out to be the man on the inside. But hey, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And um, he's finally turned that dark corner, which everyone thought he might do. And that's why they voted to kill him off in the first place. But we never know. And like you said, Brad, this whole future state thing has been such a positive um, experience. I was thinking, oh, is it just going to be another event to follow an event? And is it going to be any good? But God damn it. Reading them most of the ones I've read so far and it's taken a while and I am a little bit behind I've, I've mainly read the Bat books obviously for my writer so I know what they're actually reviewing what they're talking about in their review so I've read all the Bat related ones but I'm slowly starting to read all the others the Wonder Woman ones particularly are making me really happy and yeah, Justice League to too, too. too. yeah great aren't they so yeah, yeah the fact that it's going to be carrying on in an ongoing brilliant news really happy about it um I hope everyone else enjoys it as much as I as much as I am. What about you, Kelly? What are you thinking of Future State? The fact that it's carrying on.
1: <laughs> I love Future State so far. Um, I I've started with Wonder Woman and I still I've picked up copies of Swamp Thing and have yet to read those. But I, what it's I've seen so far has good. been so much fun. Like I, I it's just it's it, it's a good like you said it's a positive direction. It's a positive kind of. It's a good feeling, almost. It's uh, it's like the the whole terrible overhang of the New Fifty Two is no longer hanging over DC in a way, or, or at least it doesn't feel as I don't know. Because in Rebirth, it was every issue I was like, okay, is it still gonna be good? Is it still gonna be good? And like, I, it it was, but I don't know. I just have full confidence back with uh, with Future State, and I mean, as far as as Red Hood in this, I, I think. This is if he really is just straight up hunting down the Bat Family. I'm not shocked. If he's a double agent, I would almost be more shocked because I, I just you know there's not much love there. But um yeah I I am excited about this and I have a a small stack of Future State books to get through. So this is actually basically dictating what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my night because I was kind of kind of wondering about that. But I will be reading Future State. Um so speaking of other future state stories that are gonna be coming out, um, we know that Infinite Frontier number zero is now going to be starring Alan Scott, and this is an anthology series. Uh Brad, what do you think?
2: Uh, yeah, who doesn't love Alan Scott? <laughs> uh as we were talking before we started recording. Uh <laughs> yeah. Um I You know, I I always say that we're at a golden age of being a DC fan. And part of that is just always constantly wanting to know what's coming next. And that's one thing that I really liked about Future State is it it really leaves me wanting more and wanting to know what happens. You know, and I said, you know, when we were talking about this before, I said, well, I'm going to have to to pick and choose and I don't know which ones I'm going to buy or read digitally, blah, blah, blah. But darn it, if I have not picked up every future state issue so far. I just couldn't help myself. I just want to know what's going on. And I want to know what's going to happen after and this series <laughs> is going to be like a, a, a definitely, definitely a must-have. Seth, what do you think?
5: It's really exciting stuff to sort of see what the potential is with future state, but also this whole infinite frontier is genius. Um, I love the characters that we're getting. Um, I love that there are hints of characters potentially showing up later on, and these are teasers for them, whether it's Alan Scott, uh, whether it's Green Arrow, Black Canary again. Um, I love the idea of Jeff Johns coming back to do a Stargirl and, and some other ideas that are coming together. And for the most part, I think I'm stuck with a, a couple of things. The uh, You know, the Alan Scott tie story, it feels like, With Infinite Frontier, especially keeping in mind everything that happened with the ending of Death Metal, that you can tell every kind of story now. Like The the concept that really stuck with me is that with all of it existing, we could at some point see new 52 stories returning just because there's part of the timeline that offers something interesting. Um, And going all the way back through the timeline, it's like, I feel, I don't know. I kind of feel like a horse where someone took the blinders off and I'm like, so this is what the world looks like at 180 degrees. Like I can see so much more and I don't see anything with that vision that says it's not worth exploring. So I, I feel that there's a great hint with all these stories and anthology. I'm, I'm serious. Like, is it just me or is DC literally crushing any other company on the market with their anthologies? Like, who does it yeah, better? Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Uh, Yeah.
5: Right. Um, There was this great I can't think of the coach's name right now, uh, but he was the the brother who's coach of the uh, Baltimore Ravens. And he was with the Niners for a minute. And he had this awesome cheer he would make the team do right before they went out. And he's like, who's got it better than us? Nobody. Like, I'm serious. Like, that's my chant right now. Hey, who's got it better than us? Nobody. Really? This is proof. Steve, how about you, buddy?
3: oh listen you guys have have called it absolutely i mean just the title infinite frontier speaks volumes all the limits have been taken away it's like they broke through the source wall again having a metaverse an omniverse where every story you ever loved now officially happened it's just like every barrier is gone there are no more limits now rather than retconning and rewriting and rehashing and erasing and deleting every story you love can now be your canon every character you've missed can now come back the possibilities are endless and as a comic book fan brad says this he says it a lot and damn it he's right this is the best time ever to be a dc fan hey anthology books no one can even bring a match close to a candle and then lighting it to what dc had been doing with their anthologies have you seen the new valentine's day book laugh i nearly fell off my dinosaur it was incredible um <laughs> s- just wow guys brilliant infinite frontier sign me up kelly
1: I love anthology books. I mean, I you guys are absolutely right. DC is killing it with anthologies. And um yeah, the the title itself it's just hopeful infinite frontier. It sounds like the world is at DC's fingertips and clearly it is. Um and it, you know, like we also said, Alan Scott, who doesn't love Alan Scott? Who doesn't want him there? Um yeah, I am I'm am very excited for this. <laughs> I, I'm excited for this, and no, I'm just as a whole, I I feel like it's it's been a little bit since walking into a comic book store has felt like I want everything on the shelves. But I mean, Brad, you said you picked them all up, and that that's mm-hmm. kind of that's more or less the the position I was in when I went. I was like, all right, I want these four, and all of those, and those ones, and I don't have that much money. But someday I will, so I'm getting there. But, yeah, this looks like it's going to be an awesome anthology, and I am very excited to see what they do. So we have other exciting news. Um, Mr. Miracle is returning in another solo series, and this time there are going to be some pretty stark differences, but a a new timeline, um, a new character, and, yeah, I'm I'm excited, guys. But, uh, Brad, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I was excited to hear this. I I like the... um the story in future state, one of the supermans, uh, drawing a blank on which one it was that there was a little Mr. Miracle story in the back. And I, and I liked where that was leading the character. So yeah, I, I I'm down for this. Uh, it hasn't been so long since I've read the, um, the Tom King, uh, Mr. Miracle as well. So I really like that. So it'll be fun to kind of compare how, you know, to compare the two, but yeah, I, I, I'm excited for this as well. Uh, Seth, what do you think?
5: I think the uh, the the introduction, reintroduction, as it's described to Shiloh Norman Genius, um, the distrust concept, um, I think is really important. And I think it was Superman Worlds at War. I think that was the one where he appears. But I also feel like it was one other book that I saw a glimpse of him, too, for Future State. So I can't at the moment be certain. Um, I, I think a six-issue mini is a really fun idea. We've seen all the brilliance um, that has been done in minis and maxis, and I also feel like more great rich material. And what appears just in these sort of like you know preview image is something pretty gorgeous. So, a couple of great story with it, and I'm gonna have a lot of fun. Steve, how about you? Okay.
3: I love Mr. Miracle in all his, all his iterations. Um, so seeing Shiloh again is great. I mean, if this series is half as good as Tom King's uh, Scott Free and Barda series, then I'm already invested. And in, He's already popped up in the new, in the future state books. So, yeah, I'm there. Anything to do with Mr. Miracle, fourth world related or not, anything to do with Shiloh, Norman, Scott Free, Barda, that whole aspect of the dc universe gets me excited so bring it on like we said dc has got a wealth of untapped it's a gold mine of characters that we don't see enough of and having one of them back in a mini series outstanding i'm just invested i'm i'm going to be more shocked when dc release a comic that i don't like these days it's it's got to that level so if they keep producing stuff that's this good, I'm going to keep buying. It's as simple as that. What about you, Kelly?
1: Yeah. Amen to that. There's just keep making things this good and they'll never have to worry about anything else again. Um, I I love Tom King's Mr. Miracle. And I'm really excited to read this one. I think it sounds like a, a fascinating back, uh, backstory and, I have yet to see this Mr. Miracle pop up, but that is because I am super behind on anything that's not Wonder Woman related. So I will get there. Um, Yeah, this just this looks like it's going to be an awesome story. And Mr. Miracle, to to me, it almost never he hasn't really faded back out of view since that Tom King book. So I'm kind of this seems like a, a good way to keep the character relevant. Um, you know, up until hopefully we get a new gods movie, but you know, whether, whether it's old Mr. Miracle, new Mr. Miracle, I'm just kind of wondering where's Barda. I know that might not be necessary and that might not be a thing, but I, I'm always looking for Barda when Mr. Miracle shows up. I love her. That's just, that's just the way that I am, but that's
2: okay. Yeah, I can accept I think, it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was just going to say that I think she was one of the best things about the Tom King, Mr. Miracle series, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I so I, I'm keeping my eyes peeled just in case. But
1: should she not show up, I will accept that with both grace and dignity. I only like kind of mumble under my breath. But anyway, moving into our, our next title announcement. Amethyst, Princess of Gemworld, um, is going to be returning with a new DC original graphic novel. Brad, what do you think?
2: I think Amethyst is a perfect char- character to bring into this, these um, young younger reader graphic novels. She's got magic. Uh, you know, it, it's just, it's the perfect match. So, this is not surprising. So, and I think DC, again, they've done Great stuff with these younger reader titles um so yeah this should be just another you know another you know notch on their belt of just really good stories seth what do you think
5: well i think the first thing that, that really catches my attention about this is the character one who for the longest time was only a, a brief memory of 80s comics that came in one and then recently the aimer amy reader uh series that was going on in 2020 was gorgeous. I mean, and it's an impressive work in that she did, you know, so much of it on her own, the story and the art. And it it, it also featured some growing up for the character, which I thought was was huge, especially in the process of introducing her or reintroducing her, sorry. Uh, I think also that's impressive to know that whatever the response was to that or the plan is, that it includes also this uh, original graphic novel, and I'm really drawn to the fact that it, it reminds me. Yes, this is the same couple that crafted uh, Diana, Princess of the Amazons, which was just delightful and um, <laughs> dealt with some really wonderful material. Which I think uh, this series or this graphic novel will as well. I, I love the description, and I like the story plot points. The way they're they're setting up this character for. Uh, some familiar territory, but also introducing some new elements that I'm only hoping will lead to greater popularity for the character because what I saw from Reader was very impressive. What I might be able to experience from the hills after what they did with Diana, Princess of the Amazons, um, very encouraging. Steve, what your you take my friend?
3: Everything Seth just said. Um, I read the original Amethyst comics and they were fun. But like you said, Amy Reader's mini last year was brilliant. And like Brad said, one of the things I have loved that DC have been doing recently is their wide range of books for every reader of every age, from your grown-up stuff with Black Label to their... um, Clearly, uh, children's range, mid-range eater's range, uh, the young adult range, everything they do is just spot on perfect. And the list of talents they're getting to make these books is hugely impressive real acclaimed writers novelists artists fans who've become um, artists from Gabriel Piccolo on the Titans books so this is just brilliant again one of those characters that unless you were a super comics nerd of which I count myself in the top level rankings who had never heard of Amethyst and that limited series and one of the few things of brian michael bendis i've really enjoyed from dc his wonder comics line and young justice which brought amethyst back so that that amy Reader miniseries was possible in the first place and now a graphic novel with amethyst and that sneak peek art in that article is gorgeous too great bring it on strong female character brilliant backstory lovely story lovely art everybody wins kelly
1: yeah i i'm pretty much echoing you guys on this one this book looks adorable and I I like to think that at the if should I ever have kids in the future I will have read all of the books that I'm gonna try to push them to read so I'll know I'll know through and through like yep you're gonna be reading this book and because DC put out this one also this one and this one um it's just this is awesome they have such a wide variety of stories that literally I think it, you you have to try to not find a DC book that you like. Like, you would have to try really hard to say there is absolutely nothing for me here. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, this this book looks adorable. And I, I really did like um, what Amy Reader was doing. And I, I think that book is still on hiatus. I'm not positive. I kind of, I read a few issues and fell off. But I love this character, too. I, I've never read the original comics. But I just, I like the aesthetic. I like the character herself, Um, you know, and I I like what I have seen of it, but this is great, and I I do like that they're keeping, um, you know, young readers engaged throughout all of this. So, yeah, I mean, I I might pick it up, and if I don't, it's going into that mental bank of, you know, should I have kids? Now I know what I can give them to read, because they're going to have to read comic books. That's, they don't have to do anything else. That's, like, the one thing. (laughs) So... Moving on into personally one of my favorite subjects, um, Yara Floor is going to up and coming be featured in Wonder Girl number one by Joelle Jones. Um, Brad, what do you think?
2: You know, I, I you know I mentioned earlier uh, that the Wonder Woman was one of my favorite parts of Future State, and there there are certain series, Preacher being one, where the art and the writing just make this perfect combination like you couldn't imagine Preacher without Steve Dillon's art and I felt the same way about the the uh, Wonder Woman Future State series with Yara Flor that that the the art and the story the way the way that the facial expressions are drawn I could almost really picture that face in my mind in a real person and it was just and with the with the humor in the series, I mean, it just, it just works. So I'm super excited for the series because the, you know, the team's going to stay the same. So I just love that idea of continuing on with that because I, I wanted more than two issues. So now I'm glad that we're going to get more. Uh, Seth, what do you think?
5: Such a great character. So deserving of a series, something that clearly just from the brief glimpses we've had from future state is loaded with potential from the gods of Brazil. I mean, There was something magical about the battle between uh a sun god and solaris (laughs) while yara Flores sits at a bar drinking (laughs) and maybe hanging out for a minute with the i mean there was some yeah some really rich stuff that i absolutely loved so i'm 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 hooked the uh the other series just with her um you're right brad like what a lovely art and writing you know combo it was and so much in that story just being suggested. Yeah, really good stuff to look forward to. I, I'm intrigued. I I think there's going to be a lot to get excited about. Clearly, with this preview, there's plenty to uh, enjoy. Steve, how about you?
3: Absolutely. I, I fell in love with uh, Joelle Jones's work when she did some of the Catwoman and wedding issues and the design of that wedding dress for tom king's batman so when she started um, the rebirth catwoman series i was totally on board and then with yara floor and the new wonder woman oh man her art like you said brad her facial expressions her body language a storytelling knack is just phenomenal so we're going to see more of that sign me up As far as I'm concerned, this new Wonder Girl stroke Wonder Woman, uh, Joelle Jones. They're they're more awesome than awesome Jackie McAwesome, winner of last year's Miss Awesome competition. That's all I have to say about that. Kelly.
1: How am I supposed to follow that, Steve? That was the perfect way to sum that up. Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) But I, I love this character. Um, and you guys are spot on. The facial expressions, the artwork. I mean, this is the first time in my life that I've considered getting bangs, and that's not going to work for me. But i it just... This is the coolest character. I love her costume. I love the backstory. Um, I love the kind of different mythology that we're getting to dive into with this. Um, you know, because it's, Diana is so wrapped in Greek mythology. This is just a whole new take. Um, and i I just... If they release six titles starring Yara Floor, I will pick up all six titles. I, it's At this point, mm. someone in my family is going to have to start sacrificing either, either food or paper towels or something. I'll make it work somehow. But I would pick up Infinity Books starring this character. Um, and I do really like Joelle Jones' art. Um, the... That, like you said, the Catwoman dress for uh, the Batman-Catwoman wedding was beautiful. She's done some great work with Catwoman. So I am absolutely, absolutely going to buy this book and be excited about it and probably talk about it through several, if not all of our future episodes. So buckle up. Um so, and I'm actually very excited about our next story too. DC is going to release some previously unpublished stories with the Suicide Squad, Nightwing, and Batman. Um, and this is going to also involve Ambush Bug. Brad, what do you think?
2: I I love everything about this, except for the fact that they're just digital books. I wish they were um, going to be printed. That bumps me out. And I love Ambush Bug. Um Showing my age, I guess, but uh, the I remember laughing out loud reading those comics as a kid um, where he fought the Argyle sock. And I mean, it was just it was just, <laughs> so, the series was just so good. And as far as comics go, he's the best breaker of the fourth wall. So much better than Deadpool in my mind. So I'm the first. I, yeah. 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 So I I'm all about more ambush bug. So that that makes me excited. I just wish that they would—they—they they were actually going to be available to pick up in comic shops. Uh, Seth, what was your take?
5: It's one of those things where you just sort of hope that there's enough uh, interest that DC says, oh, yeah, and now we're going to print books that were digital first so that you can, you know, flip through them the way you would have. And Ambush Bug is one of those ones that Man, I, I that was one of my favorite things about um, the 52, the, the weekly series that came out. I, I love just <laughs> his little asides as, as that, you know, brilliantly somewhat understated reporter as part of that 52 channel that was just sort of giving you some, you know, updates as far as everything going on. But it was just this lovely sort of reminder of all the zaniness that you could have enjoyed with those original stories and as you both pointed out. One, better than Deadpool. Two, got there first. Three, when in doubt, turn it over to Steve. What do you got, buddy?
3: Everything you just said. uh, He was around first. He's funnier and he's not quite as killy. Uh, you know how I feel about some of these anti heroes who are just basically murderers in disguise. Ambush Bug was definitely not that. I mean, he killed it with his jokes, I'm sorry, but that was as far as it actually went with the murdering. It, it was more dad jokes kind of stuff. It was, wasn't was actually dead bodies and blood and guts and gore and violent and grime. Um, Ambush Bug, and like, Brad, <laughs> you creased me up. His arch nemesis, Kelly, if you've never heard of Ambush Bug, his arch nemesis was a sentient Argyle sock named arg um, <laughs> so, I mean, this is literally just how awesome this character is and when you add to the fact that he's going to be the framing story he's the one going to be starting introducing uh, and then saying goodbye to the story at the end all those stories that have been sitting in DC's vaults that were never finished or never released for any particular reason we're going to be getting them framed by ambush bug stick a fork in me I am done I'm there. Kelly. Argyle t-
1: <laughs> <laughs> I see I very recently um learned of ambush bug looking up some just silly superhero characters and ambush bug from just saying his name i mean ambush bug that's just a fun that's a fun name to say but i did not know that he had a sock for an arch nemesis now i feel like i'm gonna have to do some serious digging <laughs> that
2: sounds enjoy amazing. there is a sh- showcase you know how dc did those showcase where it's like a bunch of issues there is a showcase ambush bug collection out there Uh, I found it at New York Comic Con one year and it's still one of the one of my favorite things that I found at New York Comic Con over the years. Um, It's worth. Yeah, it's worth checking out.
1: I got to find that. That sounds amazing. I mean, this sounds just like a bucket of fun. And actually, I I had I was having so much fun reading about what was going to be in this book that I didn't realize it was going to be digital first. I skipped right over that. I think my brain might just block that out because it annoys me. But I will be reading it digitally first. So, you know, it's just that these are the times we live in. But I am very much excited for this series. That looks so fun. And in actually some even more fun news, Ozzy Osbourne and Megadeth are teaming with DC as well as several other bands for the International Dark Knights Death Metal Band Edition. Brad, how do you feel?
2: I I dig this. Uh, Besides the fact that none of these bands are death metal bands, but any death metal band wouldn't be <laughs> big enough to sell issues. So I understand, but I, I like the, the kind of the, the different bands they got because it, it spans a lot of different metal genres and time periods. So you got Megadeth, which is like the eighties thrash kids. You got Ozzy Osbourne, which is like the seventies Led Zeppelin black Sabbath fans. Uh, you have dream theater, which is like the, the, um you know, the, the prog metal uh, fans. You got, Uh, ghost which is like a whole new generation of metal fans love ghosts so i i think the the variety of bands that they've gotten is really really cool and it's uh it's a good idea because it it seems silly that they've been calling this death metal and and dark nights metal and they haven't really tied it into metal music so i think that that's a perfect uh a perfect opportunity seth what do you think
5: I also was struck by the fact that none of these bands are actually death metal bands. That that did sort of <laughs> crack me. Up. They, they should have done a cannibal um, corpse cover. I was dude, that was literally what I was thinking earlier when I saw the <laughs> list. I was like, you know, if you're gonna say death metal, you should probably talk cannibal corpse. And then I thought to myself, do I really need to bring up cannibal corpse? And then I don't need to because Brad's right there for me. Like, yeah, like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs>
3: cannibal corpse, Um, depending on what they've been eating, may bring up a few cannibal corpses of their own. Sorry. See,
5: (laughs) see, see. Uh, Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's like throwing guar in there and being like, come on. Nobody took guar seriously. No one really, really. I mean, and if you did, well, you're hilarious. Um, But, yeah, there's some great bands on here. Uh, Sepultura just takes me back to, you know, youth. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And uh, Opeth is one of those ones that always cracks me up because they they do that thing where it's like you've got the one disc that's all of the the hard rock version and then there's like the disc that'll be the orchestra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I get a kick out of that stuff. Um, I mean, the, the cover images that are included with the story, um, really fun, just uh, sort of thrilling takes. Um, I think maybe the fourth one might be my favorite. There's just something lovingly epic and uh I don't know how else to describe but there is this sort of timeless ethereal slash lord of the rings feel from the fourth image take a look at the story you, you tell me but uh overall I just I get a kick out of the fact that they're finally getting around to the idea of like oh yeah if we end the series with people rocking out maybe we should include rock at some point
3: hmm Steve how about you um again because i'm an ultra nerd rock has been involved since day one even in the original metal series it was all about the harmonics and the music of the universe and and getting it back in key Um, but also scott snyder released a couple of spotify metal playlists um for people to listen to that went with the music and went with the tracks and went with the comics so this to me is like Damn you, DC. I hate you so much. I've bought every issue of Metal. I bought every tie-in, every crossover, every one-shot, every anthology book that ties in with Death Metal. And yes, I probably will be buying these again why because of the metal covers the metal content and the interviews with the metal bands I don't care if it's not death metal many people would say that Oz- Ozzy Osbourne died years ago and he's actually undead so that's a kind of death metal isn't it I'll go with that um leave it to me and uh, you guys crush me up um yeah Sepultura is when you're your youth yeah well Ozzy Osbourne's mine <laughs> I'm old but I don't care maybe I'm undead who gives a but I'm not going to say that word because I'm on the wrong podcast. But nevertheless, <laughs> rock and roll, I'm in. Comics, I'm in. Scott Snyder, death metal, music of the universe, sign me the f up. Kelly, what do you think?
1: See, I hadn't even gotten to the thought that these aren't death metal bands because I got hung up on the fact that it's Megadeth, and I was like, okay, but Metallica, not that i and I know that's like a, a 30-year-old. Uh, dispute that started long before I was even born. But, uh, you know, I was into Metallica enough in high school that I've, I'm one of those people who's like, uh, Megadeth. But then, like, they're actually good, so. But either way, this is a really fantastic idea. Um, I, I love that Ozzy Osbourne's for one, still kicking, and for two, that he is Uh, I mean, that that just looks like an awesome cover. I won't put that on my wall because it will give me a ridiculous nightmares but some of these might make it onto my wall just not not
3: perfectly next to the momoa lisa what are you talking about
1: (laughs) i might need to start two walls there might be like one wall that's momoa lisa and ozzy osborne and then you know my nice happy wonder woman wall and i I got a lot going on i like to call that one the wonder wall though which is a joke i've been making for four years now
3: i love it
1: (laughs) (laughs) but Anyway, this, this just looks awesome. And Steve, I feel you because I, when um, Dark Knight's Metal first started, I was buying both the shiny foil copies and the regular copies. I got the, uh, what was it, the, the director's cut, I think they called it, where they were kind of the black and white copies that had some extra yep. content. And, and with Death Metal, I've tried to stick to just you're getting one issue per book no matter how much that hurts and they just can't let it go. So, you know, it is what it is. I'm going to be getting multiple issues. And then at that point, I might as well just go back and get everything again, but I'll do it gladly. And I will have a beautiful wall by the end of this. But I mean, this is just fun. Death metal has been fun. I love the energy of it. I love that they're bringing these bands in. Um, You know, they could have thrown Metallica in the mix, but they're not death metal either, either, so I guess I don't really have a horse in that race. But, yeah, this looks fantastic. So that's going to be our last story of episode 105. I have been your host, Kelly Gaines, and you can find me on Twitter at Kel Gaines, right? You can also find me on all of our other podcasts. Kind of. No, you can't. Only on (laughs) all of the Harley Quinn cast, this podcast, and maybe some of our future shows. Um, You can also find me on DCN After Dark on YouTube. And Brad, where can the people find you?
2: Uh, You can find me writing news and reviews for DC Comics News. You can also find me on the Mad Love Harley Quinn podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at FlickyB1. And Seth, where can people find you? Uh, Yeah,
5: you can find me with these fine folks as often as I can possibly create the time for every dcn weekly episode i can pop on when i'm not here you can find me hosting the spinner rack writing reviews for dc comics news and out there in the greater wide world try my name Seth singleton try the word story try the words bruno and fiji my dogs were much cuter than i am and i completely understand if you pay more attention to them twitter i'm one more singleton but really This next guy can be found just about everywhere, much like Brad and Kelly. Steve, how about you, buddy?
3: He's not wrong. Um, You can hear my dulcet tones on this wonderful show with these amazing people most weeks. And on I Am The Night, on this very network, um, talking about Batman the Animated Series infrequently on the Mad Love Harley Quinn cast too and on other shows that uh, are on other networks. But um, you can catch my written work simply by typing Steve J. Ray or Fantastic Universes into your search engine of choice to read all my news reviews and interviews across Dark Knight News, CC Comics News and my own site, Fantastic Universes. But to talk to me, and I do like to talk, you may have gathered, um, just find me on Twitter at Lstevo, E-L underscore Oh, my goodness.
1: And you can find DC Comics News on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, YouTube. And you can catch the episodes of Mad Love the Harley Quinn cast, The Spinner Rack, and I Am the Knight on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And there is one thing we like to close out every episode with, and that is a reminder to read more.
3: Comics. (laughs) Comics.
1: <laughs> Good night, everybody.
3: Bye bye. Bye, Z's.